Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Virtuous Unicorns podcast. In this show, we are joining up with the lovely Tony Wheel for her health Q&A shows, which are currently live streamed on her YouTube channel. Hello, everyone. It tells me we are alive, so I do believe that. Hi, this is um, Tony Wheel with Sarah from Virtuous Unicorns. And I think if I did have it correct, we are on our episode 11 of our health question and answer. Um, a little about me. Um, yeah, the story is the same for many of uh, us who came, who well came, got into the healing, uh, uh, healing modalities, can we call it that? Uh, to uh, to heal ourselves first and then realize we need to help others. And I have a, a long list of things that I needed to heal and was very, very happy when I found Dr. Morris. So I follow, really follow his education and um, with success, if I stick to what he is teaching me, <laughs> that is not always 100% <laughs> the case. <laughs> And, um, but doing well when I do, and that goes for, for many of the people that I talk with. And it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing journey. It's not an, uh, something that you do for a little while. And then it's like, okay, I'm done detoxing. I'm healed now. I go back to what I did before, but then you will get what you had before. All the symptoms that are not uh, so uh, pleasant. Mm -hmm. And with us is Sarah. Sarah is, um, my gosh, last week some word came up and I, I thought, can I say that? Like my sidekick? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes I think people think I am. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't. I didn't say it last time, but I figured now it has to come out because it it it, it yeah it popped up in my head again. So now it's gone. It's That's gone. <laughs> you know, Sarah is a, is a huge help. She has a lot of knowledge and at least as much as I do, and uh, she's always helping me with things. That, helping me figuring out how to work out uh, certain things, and um, it's it's fun. I like it. I love it. I know. I've definitely enjoyed this journey. And I'm so glad that we were able to connect and uh, just go on this journey with you. And all those words are very kind. I, I definitely feel like I'm a student here learning and just absorbing all of this gnosis. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. And we keep learning, you know, that is the beauty of it all. Mm -hmm. It is like a never ending. It's even with the learning, it's a never ending journey. And, and it's up to us to make it fun. Yes. Because every time people think about detoxing and their bad health, and it's like, oh my God, I have to let go of this and I have to let go of that. And believe me, I have been there. And at times I am there. So I'm not going to tell you it is easy, but my gosh, can we at least laugh about it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> about all the. <laughs> sometimes the setbacks <laughs> if you don't laugh won't you just cry <laughs> yeah that, well. is, that is the other end of the spectrum and you know we can cry is good you know when it's necessary yeah and um i would never stop anyone from crying but mm. <laughs> even as a child i was called a crybaby yeah I was crying about anything and everything and nothing <laughs> 
Yep. Oh my <laughs> and, gosh. Um, now we know, you know, the adrenals are affected when that happens. And, but I see how, yeah, it, it doesn't happen anymore. It's mm-hmm. very rare that, that I have my crying moment. Yeah, when my kitty dies, I cry. Oh, and when I hear a sad story or a beautiful story, but it's nothing that out of the blue about, yeah, about everything. Mm-hmm. So that, that already tells me on my adrenals are getting stronger. And it is, um, it's, it's, not a, it's not a fast fix. So, no. you know, let's not kid ourselves. It, it's just not is a fast fix. Mm-mm. And I used to think too that it was just in maturity also, but even as I've gotten older, you know, like I still feel like I'm just as tender as I was as, you know, even when I was younger. So I do definitely believe the adrenals do play into that. And as you make them stronger, I mean, is it just, I don't know, is it on different levels too, where as our body becomes more pure than we just have a better knowing within too, a better trust in God's plan. I think it is, um, it is, um, it's a lot of things together. What I noticed personally was that when I started on my uh, raw food journey and then all fruit, I started feeling different, lighter, uh, didn't see that dark, didn't hear the dark, like dark voices. Mm. And, um, I just felt uh, I just felt lighter, and that meant that I um, there was less stress. Mm-hmm. And I think when there is less stress, then um, it helps your adrenals. It may sound really simple, and this is just something that that I experienced. But I can see how that helps because you know the bad food, the coffee. Uh, whatever other um, uh, things are affecting your adrenal stress definitely is a big one really yes. big one. Oh yeah so yeah mm-hmm. um i see jvs should should there be a picture <laughs> well there could be a picture i don't know why there isn't mm-hmm. uh, maybe because i had it uh, set as um with with the video because we are expecting a guest but she is not here yet so she may not have um the the zoom link i sent her yet because i had set it on all video and now it doesn't show anything so i don't know oh jv just don't look at it just look at the the chest and and just imagine us you know listen to us the really beautiful young women you know my forever 38 i don't know i don't even know what sarah's is (laughs) 22 (laughs) oh my gosh i don't want to go there (laughs) in my mind though i feel like i'm still like early 20s and especially when i'm around like uh, younger people like uh, my son's friends or whatever or nieces and nephews I'm like I'm still the coolest person here <laughs> yeah we are yeah I don't think my family sees it that way but that's okay too <laughs> no no nobody looks at me that way really but that's what I feel in my mind <laughs> yeah um I had I had a question in and this is actually kind of interesting katie asked like about um about freckles Hmm. and um i i know i heard dr morris talk about it one time 
and um, and he was like, you know, freckles is not really a normal thing. And I was like, well, you know, I'm a redhead. I'm well, light skinned, not as light as I used to be, but I have freckles, whatever, wherever the sun touches, I have freckles. And that could be related to a weak parathyroid. I would not like my freckles to go away when I'm healing. <laughs> so <laughs> I like my freckles. Mm -hmm. But um, is, it, is, it an, um, is it something that we should not have? Yeah, why would, would somebody who is a red is a red hair and light skinned, why do we have freckles and others don't? I have to admit I haven't looked into it because I was like, I like my freckles. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see it as not as something that uh, we should not have. Yeah. And um, but yes, I did hear from people who were longer on a, on hundred percent fruit that freckles did go away. Huh. Uh, that, that is a very interesting. I would definitely like to touch and look at that too. I notice it also maybe because we have the seasons here too. We're not just in the sun all the time, but summertime, I will notice freckles come out a lot more on some of my family members too, especially the face and shoulders, I guess, where it's getting more of the sun. I wonder how that really plays in. Yeah, yeah, I was a motorcycle rider, so I was always out in the sun, and it did cover my skin though when it was, you know, high heat. Mm -hmm. but, um, and that's why I have an, an, a darker tan now than, you know, than I used to be. But other than that, we always called our legs like milk bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially when the sun first comes out. <laughs> He well, you know what? My mother, my mother was covered in freckles, very white skin, and she hated the sun. She never got out in the sun. Mm. And lo and behold, she still made it to almost ninety. Well, eighty-nine. Oh <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, uh, but she had these big dark freckles. Yep. Oh yeah. And, uh, mine are tiny ones. I like them. Yeah. I, I want to keep them. I want. I want to get healthy, but I want to keep my freckles. <laughs> Kind of like who you are, you know? Yeah, silly. It's just part of us, you know? Yeah. I think you were in school, you were bullied because of red hair. And oh my gosh, I was wearing glasses too. So that was not a good thing. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> and then having freckles, gosh, oh. I got the full load. Yeah. But it's actually, it's funny. You get older and, and you get to appreciate it. And, and when my granddaughter was born, well, actually, my daughter, and I think my granddaughter too, but my daughter, then she didn't, she's not a redhead. She had darker hair, but she had these cute freckles on her nose. Oh, that's really yeah. cute. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pro freckles. So I hope they don't go away. <laughs> Another question, and that's one that you brought up about, uh, about spider veins, and I hear that a lot lately. lately. Um, people worrying about the spider veins. I don't know if there's now an increase with everything that's going on, you know, with the the um, the, the facts uh, that we had or other things. Um, I did listen to, uh, I knew that spider veins is related to a weak parathyroid. And Dr. Morse actually says, stay away from the grains and the beans and the dairy. But we know all that. It is with, as with everything. We want to heal our body. We transition. Do it slow if you can. If you have some life-threatening disease, I would say, yeah, jump on, jump right in. But other than that, go slow. You know, get your body 
and adjust it to uh, to your different lifestyle and, and um, transition to uh, to the all-on mostly fruit um, lifestyle. And you will see the changes. And yeah, I did hear from people that um, you know two years on on um, high raw or all raw and high fruit. They still have some spider veins, and then it's like, well, this is time where you bring in some some herbs that can help you, and um, and see uh, see where that goes. But you know, healing is not done like, okay, this is done in so many months. I can't even I cannot even say it's done in so many years, or you know, people who did jump in and expect after a month they are healed. You know, it takes time. It took time for us to get where we are in, you know, with all the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And now we just have to take it back. And the beauty actually is it doesn't even take that long yeah. compared to, to how long it takes for us to get as sick as we are mm -hmm. or as have as many, uh, many symptoms. Uh, JP, you mentioned the supplement carry for um, no, I'm not uh, familiar with it, um, but probably that is because we do not take any, uh, any supplements. So now I have to, of course, now I have to look it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I had never heard of it. Mm -mm. Um, I haven't either. And I was actually going to say too, that, you know, some, a lot of supplements are synthetic. Um, so I guess we just have to really kind of look into see what that is. The thing is, is, is um, if it's not an herb that is being put in a capsule or in an uh, in a tincture, then often it then it is isolated chemistry. Now, what I see here, I see a beautiful flower on a on a bottle, uh, carnivora. So maybe it is from a flower, and um, well, I'm I'm looking in, into it right away. Because it always tells you it does things, and it's like mm, I'm not so sure about it. And when people, when they tell me it has 17, I have the number 17 here, hmm. multi-dimensional nutrients. What the heck is that? Naturally occurring in the plants, working together to support the body's natural healing process. Um. Mm, if it is occurring in a plant, then why not using the plant? Oh, it is from the Venus flytrap plant. Mm -hmm. It's derived from the Venus flytrap plant. So that means it's isolated chemistry. It also means you can, you can wonder um, if, we need a, if we eat our natural diet, would we eat the Venus flytrap? I highly doubt it. Nope. I really do. It says it contains 17 natural occurring non-toxic compounds. Carnivora selectively targets and eliminates abnormal cells without harm to a single normal cell. Well, if it is foreign to the body, it is harmful. I don't care what, what beautiful, you know, explanations that they come up with, I wouldn't use it. And they say it's free from magnesium, stearate, salt, gluten, yeast, sugar, soy, etc., etc., etc. It doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter. It is isolated chemistry. And, and what Dr. Morse was teaching us, it actually made a lot of sense. Because it, it is, you know, the body recognizes what our natural food is, and it responds to that. Now you put some foreign food in, like, you know, all the processed foods that we eat, it's all foreign, foreign foods, and that's why we get sick. So I think there is just, you know, a logic uh, thing here. If it is uh, isolated chemistry, if you cannot pick it uh, right from an, uh, a tree or a bush, then I would say, no, it's not really, uh, it's not food, not food for us. Mm -hmm. Yep. I know you have to say something, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you, like the processing of it at, at all, I'm, you know, it, you're taking the simplicity out of it. And from what I've learned on this journey is it's just all very simple. Um, everything we need has been provided. We don't have to um, cook it, process it, extract it. You just eat it. <laughs> I like that song. Eat it. Yeah, and I, uh, I was, um, uh, I had my um, uh, wedding anniversary a few days ago, oh, and I didn't even realize it, so I didn't have anything planned. But that day, I had planned to spend time with my beautiful friend from Hawaii. And, uh, and then uh, later in the day, I realized, oh my gosh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's our wedding anniversary. <laughs> but my friend had brought us a gift. And um, these were four fruits that I have never heard of. I had never seen before. And of course, then I had never tasted. And this, um, this was uh, egg, egg plant. I think that is what it is. Egg, egg fruit, egg fruit. Oh. And I was like, okay, it's not in the way how it looks because it doesn't look like an egg. She said, well, it tastes like um, the egg yellow and it tastes like um, cream cheese. Huh. And I'm like, okay. And we were, um, see, and my husband here were kind of spooning it out. And I was like, well, the skin is really thin. I mean, why spoon it out? I'm pretty sure you can eat it. And yes, the skin was very edible. Oh. So you come again, you see your fruit and you don't need a knife and you don't need a spoon. You can, you wash it up and you can just eat it. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I tried the, uh, or I ate and I still have a few left. I ate the, uh, the egg fruit. Um, I am, <laughs> whereas she thought it was great that, that people would, um, um, yeah, feel, that um, there is something that you love to, if, there, if you love like uh, cream cheese um, pies or whatever you put it in uh, with fruit and this takes similar, then this would be a good replacement. And I actually learned to not, to not think that way mm -hmm. um, as, as uh, you have a favorite food and then you replace it. It's, I don't know. What do you think about that, Sarah? I agree with that too. I've never liked the fake meat or the um, tofu. Everybody always said like tofu and I, I can't stand tofu. Um, but no, I, I do not like the idea of the replacement of things. Um, I like that. It's just, we should think about it as a cleansing in the way that we should be eating and not keeping that, um, brainwashing that we've all been through of thinking that 
well, we like the cream cheese, so let's keep the cream cheese. It's almost like you're still staying within that mindset. And part of this journey is not only cleaning up your health, but it's also cleaning up your thoughts and the way of your new way of thinking. Yeah, that was that was my idea too. Although we we often talk um, uh, within a group who was already introduced to uh, to uh, being a fruitarian or understanding that we are uh, frugivores and have a fruitarian lifestyle, but we also get to talk to a lot of people who are not that well into uh, the whole fruit thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, that may help them get over, uh, you know, the he hesitation of starting with the fruit. It does. That they, you know, and that's yeah, absolutely made sense how she was explaining it to me. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't thought about that uh, that way, but because maybe, you know, we kind of spoiled to talk a lot with people who know about being a fruitarian, while as others, you know, just starting out. That's very and, true. Um, for me, I never wanted to uh, to uh, replace any specific taste mm -mm. because if I'm thinking about the, the things that I really liked, <laughs> bread and cheese, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's no replacement there. <laughs> you know, I don't even want to think that way because then you know, it's um, it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. you, um, but the fruit, the fruit. If if you ever want to uh, want to get some uh, um, very filling fruit too, and I think that is really important. Yes, is that something is filling because we often, you know, we get easily hungry. Although it's getting less and less, the more the more you are on fruit, the, the and you leave out the fats and the, and the proteins. But um, we often grab an, uh, a banana, but this was, uh, this was a good thing. I only ate a half and I was like, okay, that is, uh, that's enough. Mm -hmm. And it's about the size of a decent mango. So it's not huge. And it had, it had three pits in there and I saved the pits. So I'm going to see if I can get them to grow. Nice. That'd be really neat. And if anyone anyone wants to um, um, order them, I think they come from Miami. I think you would have to uh, to to Google Miami fruit shipping or something. Though you do use those uh, keywords, okay. and uh, and you will find the site because that is how I found the website. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, I think is it under maybe tropical fruit box of Miami. Well, uh, yes, I think .org. it's actually called Miami Fruit. Yep, I see yeah, it now. Miami, Miami Fruit .org. .org. You can, yeah, you can order. You can order. Yeah, nice. And and you can order all kinds of fruit boxes there. I'm not gonna claim they are uh, they are cheap because they're not. <clears throat> but they ship all over the country. That's wonderful to hear. I mean, especially like if you're more in the northern areas too. You know, you're kind of limited to what you can get also. And the price of everything too with is just going up crazy. But you know, just get what you can get. Now, now what what do you you I mean you live in a colder area than I do. Mm -hmm. Now what there is there is something to it that people always say stick with local, whatever is available local. Yep. Now I'm I'm not I live in the subtropics now, but you know, growing up and living until 20 years ago in the Netherlands, 
Um, that's not nearly tropical. Tropical, it has a sea climate. It's cold, it's rainy. It can be pretty cold in the wintertime. Mm. You may have some hot days in the, in the summertime, but rain is always a given. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, but I grew up with, um, with apples, apples and pears and berries. Yeah. And, and um, not, you know, we could pick those in the, in the wild even. But now, now I live in a, in a subtropical area and I eat tropical food. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is not my, you know, what I, what I used the, the first many years of my life. But now you have, like you live in a colder area. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you feel about, because you mentioned like, you know, we can order that, we can order the tropical fruits. Would it do your body good to eat the tropical fruit? Or would you say, you know, we, we need to stick with what is locally available and which would probably mostly be, you know, apples. apples yeah. And pears. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you'd be really surprised what you can get, like blueberries, cherries, uh, pears, peaches, plums, apples. They all grow very well in more of the kind of, um, I, I don't know how the number scale goes, but I believe I live somewhere in, I don't, eight, nine, whatever the zones are for growing. Um, but so they do grow very um, well in these areas. Um, obviously, we're not getting bananas growing here or oranges, but that's the main thing I think about when I think of tropical fruits anyway, is oranges. Um, and I've definitely been looking for some really good bananas, but, uh, my body personally does very well and does very well on oranges. Um, I actually crave it and I want it like every day. Um, but through the winter though, um, no, we didn't do any orange juice through the winter just due to the place we can get them. The oranges they were getting were not good. Uh, but no, we do, um, like I love cherries and grapes and things like that. I do like apples, but not, uh, that's not one of my favorites anyway, but my body does good with tropical fruit anyway, too. And I'm not one of those people either that gets cold. I don't know if muscle has something to do with that too. I mean, by all means, like I, I do not work out. I'm not like in the gym doing anything like that, but I, you know, we do have a farm and whatnot. Um, so I don't know. Um, like everybody talks about getting cold through the winter. I, obviously it's cold outside, but I'm not like personally cold inside from like eating fruit or whatnot. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it does. Well, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we can let go of the, the, the idea that you have to only eat local. We eat what we can get and how we feel on it. Yep. And, uh, and we do well if it's tropical or not, it's, um, well, yeah. I did just think of something oh else too. You guys would be. <laughs> yeah. Here's your, here, all you have are grapes and apples. No, <laughs> but I did just think of something too. Okay. So even though we are currently residing in more colder climates, that's not really where the human should reside. We should more reside in the, what the golden zone, the, around the equator area. So it's not so much of we should eat locally, we should eat what we're supposed to be eating. (laughs) And so maybe that might have something to do with it too. And that's why maybe our bodies can adjust to fruit no matter where we live, because that's really what we're supposed to be having. So that kind of made me think of that too. Yeah. Um, 
We have a yeah, the yeah. question from JB. Yeah, I was just looking at the chat and uh, again about the, the freckles that Katie doesn't like them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Katie, they are beautiful. Embrace them. They are you. <laughs> um, it, it is I feel it's, it's unrelated to, to, to health. And, um, but, but there is a trick that I learned from my mother. My mother was born in the late 20s. And, you know, the only one in a family of seven who had freckles. And uh, the trick they were using when she was young was uh, putting a lemon on their skin and it lightens the, mm -hmm. uh, the freckles. Mm -hmm. I've never tried it. So I don't know, but I, this, is, uh, this is something that it's been done that uh, a lot uh, over, over the, well, I don't know for how long, but, and, and JV with, um, with liver spots, um, I'm, I'm just realizing something. It's it's one of the, on the questionnaire that we're using liver spots is one of the uh, things that comes comes up under. Um, um, does it come up on? No, it actually comes up. I think on the on the parathyroid. I'm not sure now. But anyway, we usually only see that when people are older. And you know what happened when we get older? We always say, "Yeah, well, I have this and I have that." Yeah, well, I'm getting older. It's no, your body is just telling you enough, enough of that junk, you know, eat healthier. And um, liver spots will go away. And um, I had one and I don't see it anymore, but I only have one. So it's, um, if, you, if you start, um, if you start on, uh, on more fruit and, and all raw, and you leave all the junk food out, then you know you see a lot of, of positive, uh, positive changes. Oh my gosh, Katie, I love that angel kisses. <laughs> As a fact, I have not heard that. that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and and what can be used on the skin for a moisturizer? Um, the one that uh, I use, and, and the funny thing is, I only use it maybe every other day once I, you know, get out of it, had a bath, had a soaking bath, and um, I, there is this uh, lotion, and it is called um, Rosemary Glad Stars, mm -hmm. and I even have the, um, yeah, JV, I'm older than you, so. <laughs> that is when you get the problems when you when you get in your seven in your 50s your body says like uh, -uh not gonna do this anymore here you go we have some uh, symptoms for you <laughs> but um um we were on the uh, rosemary glad star lotion if you type it in um in google or whatever you know search engine you, you like to use then uh, you will get uh, probably, I have a recipe book that I can send to people if they like it, just send me an email. Um, the company that is selling it or where I get it from, and I have one right here, and um, I love it. It's Rosemary Glad Stars Famous Face Cream. And I use the one for a regular skin. And it is all, it's, yeah, it is herbs. It has, um, I will tell you what's in it. It's grapeseed oil, apricot kernel oil, coconut oil, aloe vera gel, aloe vera juice, lanolin, unprocessed bees, and essential oils of vanilla and alimi. Alimi? Oh. And that is made by, 
um, healing spirits herb form. Now, I was the one that um, in my 20s, I had a super, super dry skin in, in, in like felt like paper, you know, in the morning or after washing. Mm -hmm. And I used, oh my God, the most expensive skin creams because nothing was working. And every time after three months, I developed an allergic, you know, I got a rash. So I had to try oh. something else. And I got to a point that I stopped using anything at all. And uh, so now it is, it is only once in a while that I uh, use the Rosemary Gladstars. But the beauty is when your diet is right, your skin will be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you don't need all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. So um, yeah, Katie, that um, it is, um, it is the, uh, I, will, I will say it again, healing spirits herb farm. And you can do a, a search on their site. Um, yeah, healingspiritsherbfarm.com. And you uh, look for Rosemary Gladstar's famous face cream. And I use the one for regular skin. Mm -hmm. so. I know that JV was it, touching uh, on the coconut oil too. And I know that I've definitely used coconut oil yeah. in the past, but it's an oil. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's an oil. I did and too oil is oil. I had. Um, yeah, if it's uh, if you don't want to put it in your mouth, don't put it in your skin. But a lot of people do put it in their mouth. They cook in it. I did too. I put it in my um, in my smoothies before I knew any better. So no no oils. And um, when you put it on your skin, I, I don't know. I think it kind of clogs the pores. Mm -hmm. You know, your skin doesn't really doesn't need it and. But when you get rid of all the junk in your body and all the toxins, then you will see that your skin is getting beautiful mm -hmm. and you don't need to put all that stuff on it. Mm -hmm. and, and I really want to warn people about conditioners, you know, for hair. The first you put on a shampoo that is so aggressive to your hair and your scalp. And now you have to use a conditioner. Mm -hmm. Now, how much sense does that really make? So you use the wrong shampoos. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I spoke with a lady who, who told me that she was um, using a bottle of conditioner every week and it was getting financially out of hands. And um, when she started on this uh, new way of living, because her head, she used that because her hair was so tangled, otherwise she couldn't do anything with it. When she stopped using the aggressive shampoos and started on this way of eating, living, um, she, her hair was no longer tangled and she didn't need the, the conditioner anymore. Mm -hmm. So if you see what is happening with our bodies, how we have been, well, kind of forced to, to mess it up because, well, we didn't know any better and everybody tells you what we need to use go to any hair salon and see what they all put on your hair. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. It's a lot that they put on there too. And a lot of it's filled with plastics and everything that'll make your hair feel fuller and fluffier or whatever, but it's really just destroying your hair. And at the end of the day, you, yeah. you only need water to really wash your hair. But while you're in the process of transitioning and detoxing, your hair can just not feel right. And it's 
really just a stage you kind of have to go through. Um, you know, maybe put it in a little ponytail, not too tight or something like that, or kind of wear it up until you kind of transition, you know, through that. But um, I know a lot of people suffer from like very oily and that's why they will go and really try to wash that oil out of your hair. But why is your body producing all that extra oil? Um, you know, that's something else that's also going on within your body too. Because you keep it like a vicious circle. You keep washing it with aggressive stuff and then it needs to produce more and again, more and more. And yep. you never get out of that until you really stop using those kind of products. Yeah. So I had long discussions on uh, on the defense group on Facebook about uh, this topic, mm -hmm. and, um, and 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 what what using on your hair, and um, I've seen the best results in my hair is by just rinsing it with water. Mm -hmm. And and cool, um, water really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like uh, saying cold. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do not like cold water on my head, but. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, no, who um, does? Who does? <laughs> and we're so used to feeling like we have to have a scent and we do have a scent and that's our pheromone scent. And I know that we, I believe I discussed this with Charlie or something before, but we, that's why like people that wear colognes or laundry detergents or your shampoo or whatever, and it can even affect your relationships because you're, you're attracted to like that scent, really, you're not attracted to that person. And so we do actually have our own scents and they do not smell. Um, like if you're on like the right diet, you will not smell. You actually have a nice scent odor that will come from you, such as like honey or, you know, just kind of, I don't know, sometimes men are smell like more kind of masculine, but it's not like a, they're not bad. And people don't realize that yet because they're so afraid of having like body odor or whatnot, but it does go away. And when you first stop using like deodorant or scented soaps and stuff, of course, there's going to be a transition period, but you will eventually start smelling sweet and good too. So um, actually when I'm around somebody that has very scented shampoos or whatever, I almost cannot even be in the car with them anymore. It really just, it's so strong to me. So it's well, it, it, transition. It actually is. Now you, you, you mentioned something with, in, in regards with relationships that make me think, you know, we, we all favor certain smells like, oh, that smells good. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a person that is totally wrong for you, totally mm -hmm. wrong, but he smells like that. <laughs> that would mean that you would be attracted to that just because of the smell. Yeah. I mean, but it, is it their, is it their pheromone or is it like their cologne? So we grew up in a time, I guess, when that cool water cologne was very popular and we would call it full water cologne because it would fool you. And to really be an attracted to that person because everybody loved that scent. And so I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. There's gotta be some, definitely probably a science behind it, I'm sure, uh, to make us think that way. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, well, it's almost like you're not attracted to that person um, because you really have no idea who they are per se. <laughs> yeah. 
there's a whole thing that I would yeah like very to get into on very, that too. very true I we I found that um, once we ate uh, you know no more meat and eggs and dairy and beans and all that um, we we don't have an odor you know we not an underarm odor or any other odor the hair or whatever there is just is no no yeah a natural odor like what you have with got feet everything can smell yeah but that's not there anymore and now you can smell the person that you are attracted to mm -hmm. and, yeah, and uh, it's amazing yeah, how my husband says it he has been sweating from from working outside it's like oh my god i smell and i'm like <laughs> don't do anything yeah <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I know, like you may think you do, but you don't. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> um, they're talking um, too in the comment. I lost the comment, but a recommendation of a soap, which, you know, we have talked, like, I assume, like maybe a hand soap or a body soap, something like that. And again, it is really just rinsing your body off. But um, as you know, that we have cats. Um, so when you're like cleaning litter boxes or you're dealing with that kind of stuff, you really think like, oh goodness, I really got to get this off of my hands or not saying there's anything on your hands, but you should after that, what would be a recommendation of a soap saying after doing like a dirty job like that? Uh, I don't, you know, even, even the homemade soap that I find on the farmer's market, uh, they have lye in it. You don't want to mm -hmm. put that on your skin. Yeah, and um, I would say lemon will will always do Ooh. it. Baking soda will always do it, and, and um, you can make your own soaps. But it's almost if you make it without lye, it won't be soapy, right? You know. So and and we we were thought that is the soapy part is what we need, and we think that is the cleansing part, but it is not. Mm -mm. Water will clean anything, you know. If you put your your uh, in in your um, uh, for your laundry and you just wash it with water only, hot, hot water, it will be just as clean as when you put soap in it. Yes. Yep. I know we talked about see, soap. I don't believe in everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, I forgot that. The soap nuts. I do. <laughs> I still have the soap nuts. <laughs> you got to get those out yeah. and use them. <laughs> yeah. Very, very true. Uh -huh. Yeah. Great. It uh, is. Yeah. Uh, it is very true. And I see a lot about essential oils. Um, I'm actually trained in essential oils. I'm, I'm an, uh, what do you call that? An, a certified essential oils coach mm -hmm. or specialist, whatever you want to call it. And um, I have them all. And to be honest, I don't use them because I like to keep life simple. Mm -hmm. I really, I really, uh, yeah, it, I keep it simple. So that is, um, and, and not wasting ton of money on on on, uh, on shampoos and conditioners and soaps and 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 the thing is you can't put it in your mouth don't put it on your skin mm -hmm. and how are essential oils made too well it's it's not you know you get all but they're stronger even than the tinctures mm -hmm. um it is it is the full plant that you use so it's not just part of a plant and um, you can barely put any essential oil. They always need to be in an, uh, in an uh, carrier. So you, you cannot really put them on your skin. 
-hmm. But you know, they smell good. You could put a few drops like lavender oil or, or uh, peppermints uh, in your uh, eucalyptus in your bathtub mm -hmm. and, or diffuser, but then you have to be really careful. When I finished those classes, oh my gosh, this is now about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. And I had bought diffusers for every room of my house. And, um, and, and not even thinking about, and I had, I had learned about that, don't use them around cats. There are only a very few um, uh, essential oils that are safe around your cats. It can actually kill them. Mm -hmm. And that means just smelling them. And uh, the little red flag for me, then I'm like, so I have all these um, diffusers and never use them. <laughs> Yep, I know. That's the other thing too, is we don't use scent in our house on anything either, like nothing. So when I do walk into a home or I see those videos where they have diffusers, they use laundry scent boosters, they use all this stuff. I'm like, I don't think I could ever walk into their home, <laughs> but yeah, people use them. Yeah, I see a few messages from Aroma Patriot, um, and I think you work with, um, I saw, I did see the company Young Living, um, Young Living, one of the MLM companies. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there can be therapeutic. Um, I would, um, yeah. The mm -hmm. safety of pets has more to do with the purity, not necessarily. Um, it, it, um, uh, it, I'm not talking about pets in general. I'm really talking specifically about cats. Dogs can handle more, but I never ever want to be part of somebody who is using uh, essential oils in a diffuser, loves it, and then her cat dies. Because that has happened. Not on my watch, and it's not going to, but I want people to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And um, we talk about uh, patchouli. I loved patchouli. That was my hippie era <laughs> scent. I still like it. If I smell it some, somewhere on a farmer's market and I put my nose in the air, it's like, okay, where is this coming from? <laughs> I, I like it. I somehow always want to have more of it, but um, yeah, it is, uh, it is good. Yeah, like I like that smell. Did you ever hear where that smell actually where they developed that somewhere in France where people were not washing themselves? <laughs> I can imagine because I'm one of the people that do not like patrolling, but my mother loves it. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do know like for an incense or whatever, and um would be like uh and this would be used just rarely also would be the cannabis. I know we've touched on that before too, where that would definitely be more of like a natural kind of thing, but I don't even know enough about how often you should use that either, or even often at all. But again, it's just, uh, my decision of my journey is to keep it very simple and natural and, um, just try to do with what is kind of more found in nature. Uh, my whole life is not based around that, but that is where I try to point my journey to go. And that's what I like to think about when I am trying to bring something new into my life. Mm -hmm. 
Was that um, you mentioned that in relationship to what was what was that kind of oil? Uh, the cannabis, like cannabis yeah. incense type deal. Oh, yeah, not smoking or anything like that. Right, I haven't seen that yet. Well, I, I, I do like I I always like to smell even the smoking. You know, when I grew mm -hmm. up, it was the hashish. I always like the smell of that. Mm -hmm. But um, not not the smoking, and we know you know how toxic any any smoke is in our body. Um, but um, I I don't know. It's it's like I know Charlie mentioned that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but, but I haven't seen it. I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't come across it. Let us say it that way. Yeah, I have not yet either. Um, I, I don't even know if I would want to go into that. Um, but you know, I just know that that is one of the more natural approaches of it too. So, but again, I don't know all that much. Well, about smells it, so talk on smells it. <laughs> smells can be absolutely healing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know of a rose that is that is the top one actually. And since I was little, I was always mesmerized by by uh, the smell of roses. And um, I have an, a rose plant, and I um, every time there is a new flower, I I smell it, and it actually has an it smells like a rose, which is mm -hmm. rare nowadays. Mm -hmm. because you, you can buy rose bushes they don't smell like roses so to no. me it's nothing it doesn't mean anything anymore it's not about the beauty of the flower it's about the scent that they give you mm -hmm. and if that scent is not there and it that smell always made me happy so yeah mm -hmm. i have like rose water just you know rose petals that you are in you know soaked in water and it smells absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. i have it right for if i open my kitchen window i can smell it Oh, and um, and that is with with all the plants and and sometimes you usually it's like you know after rain in early mornings and mm -hmm. you go out um, you know a little around town or wherever you live and you have all these flowery smells it's beautiful it is. and that is part of your healing it it's it makes you happy it does i, I have that with mint i i once was on a motorcycle trip and we it was dark and we camped outside not knowing where the heck we were and put up a small or a little tent and in the morning opened it up and it's like oh my god we were in the middle of a mint field a peppermint field oh wow i didn't even want to leave <laughs> oh wow that's amazing i want to i want to get back um um just a little about the uh, essential oils that uh, are toxic to cats and one of them is the wintergreen oil now, wintergreen oil is actually toxic uh, even to fleas on the cats. So that is why it's called, it's used in natural um, flea uh, um, stuff. And with my cat rescue, I had a lot of cats and there was no way around having fleas then also. And that was actually in one of those flea, um, um, yeah, what do you call that? Flea tinctures, flea lotions, whatever. Yeah, and my cats got so sick mm. and they hated it with a passion. Mm. Now, another of the uh, potent, well, it is, we have to say potentially toxic to cats. It's not only the wintergreen, it's the peppermint oil, the citrus oil, including lemon oil, tea tree oil, like melanuca oil, pine oil, eucalyptus oil, cinnamon oil, which I had not expected and didn't remember, you know, that, that was in my course, 
penny royal oil, sweet birch oil, clove oil, and lang yang lang. I cannot ever say that word. Yang lang. Yang, or... yang, yang, yeah, yang. That L doesn't want to. My tongue does not want to do that. Um, but it is yes. The higher of concentration of an essential oil, the greater the risk to your cats. Now it is. Um, you can say yeah, it's the quality of the oils, but. When we want to have a quality oil, we usually go to a higher concentration of oil. And that is actually where you want to be, uh, where you want to be careful. And um, the, the, um, when there are signs of essential oil poisoning in cats, you get the drooling, the vomiting, and tremors. And that is what I saw with my cats. Um, difficulty walking, wobbliness, wobbliness. Um, um, respiratory distress, the wheezing, fast breathing, panting, coughing. I've seen all of that. And that was because of that, those essential oils in it. Mm -hmm. But that is why I'm saying, you know, be careful. Don't, don't, don't go lightly with that. I mean, we have to be careful with everything, even on people. There are people, I mean, we can, some people will say, oh, it's, it's just safe to, uh, to uh, ingest, um, oh, what is that oil? Um, castor oil. You know, it helps your, if you're constipated, it helps you go. Well, is it healthy? No. Can, is it okay to put it on an oil pack of, on your body? Um, yeah, but you know, then it is, still it goes into your body, but it doesn't go to your digestive system. So there are always things that you have to be, you have to be careful. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree with that. Okay, come on, people. Do we have any questions? Mm -hmm. I do see where um, there's some conversation asking people where each of them are from. Um, I know on the website that Tony has um, designed, thefreaksenseworld.com, there is a section on there where you can actually see um, where each other are, and then you can see where people are. So I was seeing that in the comments too, asking where people are from. Uh, that could be definitely something we could do another show about where we could show that area, but. Yeah, it is, um, I, I, I wasn't aware of that the first few months that I, uh, when I started that website, that uh, if you are on an Android or even an iPhone, you couldn't see that whole menu that is on the left of the website where it has the, the groups, the forums, the members, Charlie's blog, and, uh, but you can see it when you put it in desktop mode. So there is a way that you can mm -hmm. uh, watch things in desktop mode and you can't see it. But yeah, the, the full functionality of the website is actually specifically for you know, laptops and computers. Um, we, I'm still considering making uh, a similar website that is um, geared to, to health, only about health. And, and then the connections, but I still have to figure out how exactly to do that because it will be different than from Freaksent World. Um, on on a Freaksent World, if you would click on um, members and then um, you see all the members and then you can see on maps and you can, um, you see how many people are in your area. I was amazed that within a few miles of me, I have, I think five or six people. Mm -hmm. 
and you, that is you can connect with these people you do not in on on that uh, website you do not have to put in your full address just your uh, your the town where you live and it already works so you can keep your uh, your address private which i i do suggest you do Mm -hmm. And um, and then um, when you click on one of these uh, these uh, what do you call those pin drops, yep. it shows you the name. And when you click on the pin drop, then it goes to their profile, and you can send them a private message, and um, explaining you are in the area and you would love to connect with them. And if you have like you know a few people, you my God, you can do. I was I was saying somebody, you can do a potluck. Mm -hmm. And then people think about a potluck and it's like, yeah, okay. Well, now what do I have to cook? No, on our potlucks, you bring fruit. <laughs> yep. Fruit gathering or entertainment. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that can be, it doesn't have to be food, but fruit exchanges, that would be good. You know, mm. you just bring fruit yeah. and um, yeah, that, that all works. Yeah, the website is, I mean, I, I do know that we discussed that we would get into kind of like doing some more deep dives into each area of them, but it is such a wealth of information that you really just can't find that kind of information other places all in one area. And one of the areas I love being on is your area, Tony, the health area. There's just so many documents and everything there, and there's groups where people can meet up. I mean, it's, it's, it's a beautiful website. You did an amazing job. Thank you. And we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's still growing. We're trying, we're trying things out, finding errors like, oh, we made this work. Oh, darn, now that doesn't work anymore. So it is a constantly going back and forth and figuring things out. And I hadn't designed websites in probably 10 years. And when I started it, I was like, oh, my God, I don't remember how this worked. Yeah. And so many things changed in the last 10 yeah. years. And I started with web designing in 95 and, uh, and could do the, the HTML coding, but you know, there's so much more going on now and I'm not a programmer. Yeah. So yeah. it is, um, but you know, we can make it work and I do have help. Uh, I have help from a gentleman from all places. He's from Nigeria and he is so extremely, extremely helpful all the time. And, uh, you know, helps me work things out, but I can't figure out, he can. Mm -hmm. so, and someday, Sarah, I'm going to teach you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, someday. <laughs> There's always someday to learn. And we wonder, how do we even find the time to do it all? Yep. Uh, and what we had our discussion, discussion the other day is, when is tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow's tomorrow and then the day after that's tomorrow and it just keeps going <laughs> yeah there is the you know there's always a tomorrow but what happens with today with mm -hmm. now yeah. you know tomorrow is never the now mm -mm. so it, it it's like yeah and i i have this this actually came because i needed a painter here in the house didn't want to do it myself ceiling painting and he was i come by tomorrow and he didn't come and then he said, yeah, we'll be there tomorrow. So my only reaction was like, yeah, well, there is always another tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yep, it's always and, tomorrow. And, yeah. Sure. So when you when you think about that, it's like you we do have to live in the now. It's, yes, um, we yeah. do really. And try not have the worries of tomorrow because the only thing you are guaranteed is right now. 
yeah. it is. So you better enjoy it today than now and not worry about, you know, what happened in the past. And I know that is not the easiest things because, you know, we we haven't touched it in, in today, but it's like there is so much trauma and it keeps hanging around. And it's mm -hmm. like sometimes you see the people who did it to you, you know, they're long gone or long over it and you're still stuck with it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why being in the now and enjoying whatever is in the now is so important. It is. And, you know, and you cannot worry about tomorrow. You know, you cannot. <laughs> I did tell my husband to better uh, um, fill up the gas tank because tomorrow it will probably be 20 cents more again. <laughs> but that's just actually maybe being prepared. <laughs> or the knowing uh, oh, but no. yes for sure <laughs> crazy times yeah. we're in right now huh <laughs> yeah it is but you you cannot you know if you worry ahead things that may or may not happen and it makes you sad how can you ever be happy then because right. we, we watching the news we can always find things that make us sad but when we are staying in the now and the beauty of whatever is around it, you know, that can be a purring cat on your lap mm -hmm. and, and, or your favorite person you get to talk to, even if it's on the other side of the world and it's on the phone, you know, or through the computer, yeah. there is, there is always the now to enjoy. And, and that, that is your happiness. It is. It very much is. That is for sure. Uh, JV, it is Sarah, S-A-R-A. No H, but I don't mind. <laughs> However, <laughs> yeah, that's what they always do with my name, T O N Y. And then if I don't mind, yes, I do. <laughs> T O N I. And I have long term friends who still do it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess everybody gets it wrong so much that I've just yeah. got tired of <laughs> it. Yeah, it, it, no. it, it, it doesn't matter. Those are the things. There are so many things, you know, that doesn't that don't matter. This is one of them. Yeah, it is. Okay, well, we reached our hour again. And um, I want to thank everybody who was listening to us. Um, I hope that the person who wanted to come on, did I forget that person? I sure hope not. Okay, I did not see. You didn't I... see her? Mm -mm. No, no, she didn't come on. Well, maybe next time. Yep. And if anyone else listening, they can too. You know, just get the link, send an email to healthywithfruit at gmail.com. It's also in the show notes. And um, definitely we would like to speak with you. Yeah, and you can you can you can talk to us and and teach us and and um, well, be nice. Yes, that would be wonderful. <laughs> but um, yeah, it would be nice. Um, we had uh, we had some people on before, and I do like it. I know it is sometimes a big uh, challenge to do that. It was when I did that the first time, but mm. you know, it's not that hard. We just work our way through everything. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> So thanks uh, everyone for uh, being here. We enjoyed it. And thank you so much, Sarah, again, for all your notices okay. and um, happy to have you here. Thank you. Love you and love all of you yeah. being here and have a absolutely amazing, uh, amazing day. Yes, everybody. We love you very much. And thank you for atten attending our show. <laughs> yeah.
Thank, Thank you care. all. Until the next time. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Q&A with Tony Wheel. Please see the show notes for ways to reach out to Tony and how you can submit your questions for the show.